everybody. Welcome back to Cutie Chat Podcast. This is Mary. And this is Daryl. And this is your one-stop shop for all things quarantine talk. We like to talk about what's going on in the news, current affairs, movies, music, different polarizing topics, maybe information that you have heard or you haven't heard. Anyway, we just like to be a locale where you can find interesting conversation between two married people that enjoy talking. And today's topic is going to be The Crucible. But not the book that you might know or that you might have read. We're talking about the pandemic being the crucible. Now, we'll first start with uh, just what is a crucible and what does it have to do with the pandemic? I'll just uh, take a moment here and read straight from the Internet. So the Internet says that a crucible is, uh, among other things, a situation of severe trial or in which different elements interact, leading to the creation of something new. And just for completeness, it's also like mainly used for metal, uh, for forging. And so the other definition is a ceramic or metal container in which metals or other substances may be melted or subjected to very high temperatures. And so uh, the pandemic was that. The pandemic was a situation that subjected everyone to something that we had never experienced and caused death and... uh, Dysfunction. Yeah, economic turmoil. Obviously, we are still in it now. But what comes out of a crucible is different from what goes into the crucible. Right. And you use it for for uh, shaping metals and for making making stuff. And so with that, what? how was 2020 and the pandemic the crucible for you? And how was it for us? And so we'll sort of talk about how we want, you know, one of the, some of the aspects that have come out of it. And I'll start. So um, one of the things that the main thing that is going to be the subject of what has changed for me is uh, music and creating music and playing music and just my whole relationship to music uh, as, a, as a whole. Um, and I'll say it probably started uh, around the time that the pandemic was really getting going, which was around or after the time when it was getting, getting going around May or June. And, you know, we had been indoors, uh, told to shelter in place. Everything was closed. You know, we was in full lockdown mode. And after watching enough TV and after doing enough things, you, you we had a lot of time on our hands. And during that time, one of the things that I was challenged within myself was, hey, I used to play piano and I just could never really have enough time for it. <laughs> and so now I have all this time and slowly but surely I sort of uh, made 30 minutes a day to just play the piano and I would I don't even know if it was 30 minutes I, it might have just been 15 minutes but I started with a small amount of time of playing the piano every day and just pushing myself past my uncomfortableness and insecurities and things like that um, Fast forward to around July, August, and my family, uh, my wife, 
sort of orchestrated this uh, birthday for me because it was my 40th birthday. Because of the pandemic, we weren't able to actually go out and celebrate, but I was able to um, take the money that they had pooled together and purchase a keyboard. And this keyboard was right on time with my with my reinvigorated uh, music ambitions because I used it as inspiration and to learn. And by the time November came around, I had released my first actual album digitally. I did a digital release through SoundCloud, which lets you push your music to Spotify, iTunes, uh, YouTube Music, and other digital outlets. And so in a matter of months, I had gone from having this really sort of tenuous relationship with music to practicing once a day, to getting comfortable with actually playing and making music. And I came out with my first album in November, which I titled Isaiah 61 Revelation. Um, and that has to do with the scripture of Isaiah 61. No, I call it Isaiah 61, a generation. Um, and the revelation is in that is that we are what Isaiah 61 is talking about. Uh, so that was the first album um, that contained some original music of mine. And the next album became Tank Dilla, the mixtape. That was the name of that, where I just kind of dove a little bit deeper in my exploration I just started to have more fun with mixing and you know making house music and stuff uh, and just feeling comfortable with making music and not feeling like I had to conform to any kind of standard um, and I went on to re release Jubilee which was my third album uh, a couple months later I sort of got into the cadence where I've just started making music uh, more and more on a daily basis and uh, I'm at this point now I, I also released a, a tribute album when my father passed which I called Wanzel. Uh, Wanzel was uh, sort of a play on his actual name which is Wan Z but his middle name is Wan Z Lee or Wan Z L so he, one of his names was Wanzel so that was the name of the, my most recent full album but yeah, like I'm at the point now of making music every day. Um, throughout the pandemic, I <clears throat> also sort of started to concentrate on learning new instruments. And um, I had always been uh, curious about synthesizers, even while I was a software engineer. And so once again, I looked within myself and I wanted to learn more about synthesizers. And I... Uh, started off with a, a sort of inexpensive learner sort of learner uh, synthesizer which is known as the Volca uh, and that I, I, I learned so much um, more more so than what I had been learning you know before it was like hands-on learning and it, it, it just propelled me so far in addition to practicing I incorporated synthesizer practice with piano practice and then I got a, a, a small pocket operator drum machine. Um, the, the pocket operators are like $70 synthesizers. And the Volca is like $90. It's, it's like all entry level in terms of cost and 
commitment from the wallet. But uh, it engaged me musically, um, you know, intellectually, and uh, I just want to make sure I don't take up too much time. No, no, no. But I'm enjoying it. Just keep going. You know, we might have to turn this into um, a part two episode, but definitely just I'm, I'm sitting here in awe just listening to the story and I witnessed it. So <laughs> just, just keep vibing. I'm enjoying it. I know everybody else is. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Yeah. So you have this new sound. Maybe you could talk about that a little bit. The, um, the ambient sound. Right. Yeah. So um, I, I'll mention that I really started kind of sort of focusing with house music because uh, being living in Chicago and growing up, house music is part of our DNA in Chicago. Mm-hmm. There's hip hop, you know, there's like like real music. It's, it's, uh, this is a really musically rich sound mm-hmm. and there's house music, right. you know. Uh, there are so many Chicago-specific dances and songs. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I started out making house mixes and that was my comfort zone and, and sort of being a DJ uh, is what, that's that's sort of one constant, you know, from back in college. Uh, I was a DJ I had a at a college radio station, um, and I that's sort of it's you know just sort of putting on music that people are familiar with and crossfading it, blending it together. That's always been an easy way to get everybody happy, <laughs> and my that's you know that's been my comfort zone. Right, and uh, you know I I've made so many and enough mixes. Honestly, I realized that a no matter if I did a remix, if I did a remix like so, so great, I'm not going to be able to sell it because I'm still just using someone else's music. Mm-hmm. So that mainly, you know, and also knowing that I've been learning music since I was a little kid, it's not like I didn't know. I just wasn't confident. And uh, the crucible changed that. <laughs> yeah, the crucible of the pandemic, you know, it's just sort of... Uh, practicing and playing every day and you know you kind of realize you get you get to a feeling where you feel like you have nothing to lose we, we didn't know if the pandemic was going to wipe us all out or what was going to happen or if we were next yeah. and so it's kind of like you're faced with uh we don't know what's going to happen so you leave it all on the table right and um, you know, I can't say like I felt like a bleak sense every day waking up, but it was more more of just uh, with an uncertain amount of time remaining. Uh, being intentional. Yeah, being intentional. That's the main, main thing, just being intentional. And, and not being afraid of things that might seem like a mistake. You know, if I might play a note that seems off, to not get caught up on that, but to just recover maybe play it again the next time right right and then just act like it's part of the song right and uh because that's true in life that's true in everything Mm -hmm. you know if you don't just get stuck on your mistakes you know nobody cares you know you don't get if you trip while you're walking as long as you play it off people just might not even notice but if you make a big display of you tripping and falling then everybody's looking at you trip and fall right so they say that perfection is the thief of success. Yeah. Yeah. And it really, you know, it's, it's not that easy to just say, get past your mistakes. Don't get caught up. Right. 
I got stuck on that for 10 years because my aunt always told me when I was like taking piano lessons, uh, don't get caught up on your mistakes, just recover. And nine times out of 10, nobody, no one will even notice. And I was so caught up on perfection that I couldn't receive that. I couldn't believe it. Right. And uh, I don't know what changed. Like I say, it was a pandemic. Yeah. It's like nobody there to tell me that something was a mistake. And I just saw what would happen if I just kept going past my mistakes. And it was very liberating, actually. It's very liberating to just um, reframe you basically reframe the narrative in your mind. Yeah. Like that's not a mistake. That's just a part of the process. Part of the process. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm just sharpening up my tool, but it might actually sound good. Right. Um, Mary, you actually mentioned uh Bill Evans, which was one of my probably in my top three uh of my favorite musicians of all time and I realized that I was trying to be just like Bill Evans. I wanted to play just like Bill Evans. You right. know, he just played some crazy chords and he was just uh, the quint- he was just like the quintessential jazz musician in terms of just imp- improvisation and musicality. Mm-hmm. But um, I was caught up on trying to like play the chords just like his recordings. Yeah. And if I didn't play a note right, then I would stop and try to like play it right. But I realize I'm not Bill Evans, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I would also try to play like my aunt, uh, who taught me piano. And I realize, you know, I don't have to play just like her. Right. I don't have to play like the guy at church who, uh, you know, or the guys at church musicians. Musicians. I noticed that every musician sort of has something that they're good at, and that's their swag. Right. You don't have to be like somebody else you can just be yourself exceptionally right and i i have to learn it the hard way right um that's one thing i would encourage you know just everyone and it's something that we have to learn to be comfortable being ourselves unapologetically really yeah and the more you lean into that you know the, the freer you actually feel you know you realize that you've been held down by something Right. But if you just push past it, uh, you'll realize your full potential. Right. You know, you'll realize that you are more than what you're doing at your job. Yep. You know. And Daryl is a super humble, super, super humble man, people. And so I'm going to put him on the spot right now because he has shared his beautiful story with us. But what I would really love for Daryl to talk about is his new thing that has come out of the crucible or his, his, his version of his crucible. And a lot of the really cool things has been happening for him in the last few weeks and the connections and the opportunities and just the feedback. So, um, I'm, I'm gonna hand it back to you, but I definitely want you to share with everybody some of the cool things that have happened as a result of all of your hard work and, um, just, you know, your, your music ministry. Yeah. So, you know, I've been, making music i've been making small one minute videos uh to post on social media because that's sort of like the norm now one minute videos um where i have my music in the background and some kind of animation or something uh or i'll just i've kind of gotten comfortable just recording in front of the camera 
but um, I've heard from many musicians that like my music and have asked me what you know to critique their music, um, which is something t totally new. Um, you know, given my somebody cares about my opinion on their music, um, I have seen some of my friends sort of uh, you know they'll they'll like and engage in my content but I've also noticed that they've started creating new content creating more content and um, and someone actually sent me a song the other day and they told me that they had been listening to one of my one of the songs that have re released and they had been inspired to create a song inspired by that song the sidewalk right the sidewalk yeah it was it was it was uh i mean and i heard it and i was just stoked because i could totally hear like the bit of my song in there it's he didn't like totally record it or bite off it it was an inspiration yeah it was it was inspired by it was it was a it was a good inspired right. by and in the same day that evening yeah um in the same day that evening um yeah it was i got Somebody uh, reached out to me about remixing one of my songs, uh, doing a remix of, of "Hold On," which was uh, a, which was a remix of a Dietrich Haddon song, and so right. he's gonna do another remix, and that's how music goes. You know, you get a good song, you remix it, and you remix it, and you just share it, mm -hmm. and that's what the whole, that's honestly what you know what the whole goal is is to share uplifting music. Right. Um, and then. I I started pitching my songs to record labels even, and I got first I got a string of rejections and then I finally got an approval. I got yes, a record yes. label to approve. You know, I, I submitted for um, putting my music onto their Spotify playlist, mm -hmm. and so this is a song that will be coming out actually on July second, and it'll be on Spotify and it's going to be added onto this playlist that's managed by a record label. And what's the name of the song? <laughs> the song's called <laughs> I Tried. You see, guys, Daryl is so humble. He's so <laughs> humble. But he has a wife that's definitely going to shout him out every time. Yeah, it, it's interesting because the song's called I Tried. And you did. <laughs> and, and I did, yeah. This was a song that got good traction on Spotify. And then using, using that sort of traction, I pitched it uh, through a different website to, to a different record company record labels and you know all this is part of learning how to be an artist learning how to network how to market um this is a, a whole new landscape for me coming from being a software engineer and just sort of realizing that um what had been a hobby was actually what i could be doing to carry me you know forward right something that's what you were meant to do yeah calling yeah that's not such a drag you know, on my on my soul, it just, <laughs> it just it just drags you down when you you know something just isn't a good fit for you. Right. So yeah, that that was that was part of that was the crucible of 2020 for me. All right, guys. Well, we definitely have a part two to this, and you can catch that in our next episode. We definitely wanted to hear all of that, Daryl. Thank you so much for sharing it. It was wonderful. I learned even more than I I thought I knew, but I learned more. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And definitely feel free to follow us on Instagram and 
Facebook and another shameless plug, definitely feel free to uh, follow Daryl. He is on Spotify under Tank Della. That's T-A-N-K-D-I-L-L-A. He's on Spotify. He's on iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, and every morning, if you want to check him out playing live music, he's also on Twitch. So feel free to tune in, check him out, support him. We would definitely appreciate and love any feedback you have or just sharing his music. So thanks so much for sharing your crucible with us, Daryl. This is Mary. And this was Daryl. Signing off. We'll be back.